Allie, we have like a minute left, so we should, yeah. excuse me, we should hop out and then hop back into the Zoom. Cool. We'll do. All right. All right. I have to go on the link with the um, email. Anyway, yeah. we'll hop back on. Yeah. One well, I'll, in one, oh, in a second. I'll talk to you in a second. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye. <sighs> Going to my email, pulling up the email. Where is your boarding That's for you, Jeff. Um, I wonder if Mel's still recording. It is a valid link, you oh, no. dick. If Mel's not recording, and I am. Okay, that's oh, disrespectful. Going to my sent messages <sighs> to find the meeting. Where the heck did I put it? I Why sent is this Ali happening? a new link. I'm going to tell her. Why am I having trouble going to a Zoom Instagram. meeting? Ow! Why is it doing this to me? Oh, never mind. We're opening a new Zoom meeting. Opening a new Zoom meeting. We're going to do the bitty We're joining a Zoom meeting. <laughs> Maybe I was a jazz legend in a past life. I know that isn't true. Um, Hello. Hey, were you still recording during that time? Yeah. I was. Yeah, me too. Okay. Poor Tiff had to hear me do some jazz. Um, Same. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Tiffer. You had me at. Hell no. Welcome to You Had Me in Hell No. I'm Allie. <laughs> and I'm... Already. Already a mess. And I'm Mel. Okay. And this is our podcast where we uh, watch romance movies and try to figure out why we love a genre that hates us so much. Indeed. Um, we'll watch mm-hmm. any movie where romance is central to the plot to mm-hmm. ask the central question... Why? But also, fuck, Mary kill. So stay tuned for that at the end, because Ooh, that's yeah. my reason for, for that's, that's, I love it. Do you love it? I love it. I got it at Ross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, we watch these movies, even though they're not necessarily our favorite genre. Uh, Mel, what do you like to watch typically? Ooh, I love horror. I love anything spooky. It just brings joy to my heart to watch a bunch of dumb teens get murdered. Um, how about you? Oh, well, uh, I prefer a, kind of an action-y thing of like, hey, we're best friends. And the only way we can prove we're best friends is by driving these dumb cars together or <laughs> pulling over one on a casino. Pulling one, pulling, good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. You can host a podcast for over a year and still not know how to fucking talk. Um, (laughs) That being said, today we're not talking about either of those. Today we're talking about a movie that's kind of more in my wheelhouse. Definitely. Uh, We're talking about 1996 Wachowski masterpiece, Bound. Um, Very, very good. Oh, well. But before we get to talking about Bound, we have a very, very special announcement. Oh. And a very special he, guest. The return of probably our favorite segment on this podcast. Absolutely. Tiffer's Pop Culture Osmosis with Tiffer here! Tiffer's back! Yay! 
Mel's back. Hi, Allie. Hi, Mel. Hey. And since you're going to be hearing her in the background, we are joined by a very special Ooh. guest, Margo. Margo. Yay, baby Marg. Baby Marg. The baby Marg is here. Podcast baby. Podcast baby and podcast baby. dad have returned, have entered yes. the chat. Yes. And now, podcast baby is upset that oh, we're talking now. She's yes. like, oh, I much okay. prefer just watching. Oh, yeah. well, babe, you can weigh in. Marg, feel free. Weigh in. Marg, uh, thank you. Mm. We're asking your father, Margot, um, have you seen Bound? What would you guess uh, is the film about? I, the film is about. I don't even think I've heard of it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, That's valid. It's Wachowski's. 1996 Wachowski's. The title is Bound. Yeah, based only on that. Yeah, based only on that. Can I ask what the rating is? R. R, okay, of course. Mm -hmm. Obviously. So shake that around in ye oldie noggin and let us know Uh, what you think uh, it's about. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fully worth it. We missed it. Let's see. There, I mean, it's got to be BDSM something, yeah. It's not, it's or not is it more metaphorical, not, or is, uh, is it like an indentured servitude? Kind. Of, well, here's the, it these are all great guesses. These are great guesses, and these are all guess. That's you what, are right, that's what girl. Margo thinks. Marg, she's, right on the money. She's much closer to the mark than I am. And you know what? She should say it. She should say it. <laughs> Speak your it's truth. Her right. Speak your truth. We will not be silenced. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's like, Dad, stop okay. holding me up to the microphone. Please stop. <laughs> I, don't, I, will not, I have a voice, but I will use it when I want. Exactly. Precisely. I'm not going to I'm not gonna have some man tell me when I can and cannot speak and how I should speak As and on what should. I should speak. As she should. Oh, sorry. But yes. Um, well, no, it's, uh, it's a... Uh, I guess you're kind of close. It's a lesbian heist movie. Yeah. Honestly, we were like, we want to do more queer romance, and Allie had to redeem herself from choosing Out of Sight because I. Uh, Out of Sight is a great movie, but someone didn't like it. Excuse me, Out of Sight is not a great movie, and someone made a less than favorable choice. Mel, please, you're upsetting the baby. (laughs) 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 The return. Of Tiffer's Pop Culture Osmosis. Ba-ba-da-ba. Oh, we're happy to have you back, bud. It's so good to be back. Margot was not very pleased with uh, oh. my guess. That's all right. So. She'll come around. She'll come around. <laughs> <laughs> is that her little really baby grouse? She is not psyched. She's like, the movie should have been about milk. <laughs> Thank you for your pop culture osmosis, and we will talk to you later. Thank you. I'm bound to hear something good later. Le- Goodbye. Whoa. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Love you. Oh my god, that was incredible. That was incredible. Uh, but that has been to first pop culture osmosis. Oh, I missed that. Me too. Me too. Um... Honestly, he was right on the money. And this, this, yeah. okay, this movie, Allie, 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 this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Did my God. Like it? Right from the jump, I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
this this movie smacks my ass like a drum. Absolutely, um, this movie smacked my ass like a drum. And let me just <laughs> one thing that I that I texted you during it that I really <laughs> hope everyone else finds just as funny as I found it. Um, I said the female gaze and the female gaze. <laughs> Truly, though. But up. Truly. Thank you. Boom. I'll be here from all week. The, thank you. From. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. From the jump, this movie is gay. Gay as shit. It is, gay. It is a lesbian. This is a lesbian movie. It's lesbian. Gay women. For sure. It is. Oh, it's the best. Because it, it's not just that these two women are flirting with each other. It's how they're flirting with each other. It's how they're shot. It's how they interact. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many shots of hands. Yeah. And, like, I noticed that early on. Pulling stuff out of the sink and, and oh, it's the best. Yeah. And that's, and that got, you know, one thing I don't think we've necessarily talked about on this podcast is what? the male gaze versus the female gaze in film. Yeah. And there are people who argue that, like, they're both kind of maybe bullshit and like um there's some like i think that there's a definite difference in the way that like i i think there's a definite difference in like the way straight men view women and the way that like typically straight women view men or like women view sexuality it's a lot of it has to do with how we're conditioned as a society um yeah, I would agree. I, yeah, I, am I am I saying anything? Am I talking in circles? I feel like I'm. I don't think not you're talking in circles. I feel I feel like because there are some people you said, and you're right. There's some people who think that the female gaze doesn't exist, but it it I think it does. I'm yeah. a believer that it definitely does, and I would say typical features of that. My understanding is that the male gaze is more boobs, butts, hot mm-hmm. body. Uh, woman, she's a girl. Yeah. Look at those lips. She's gonna put them on your peepee. And it's then a, it's a lot of like kind of subservient uh, behavior. A lot of like kind of um, if a woman and a car are in the same shot, they're being shot in the same way. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, if anyone stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If anyone's interested, Bitch Slap is a film that parodies the male gaze really well. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm. I have That's made you movie. watch that with me, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I it's, remember you made me watch it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. It's really, it's gay as shit. It's really fun. Well, uh, yeah. the way I found that DVD was it just showed up at the radio station when I was in college and no one was taking it. So I took it. Good. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, it tends to be a, a common theme that a lot of people say is like female gaze tends to be about kind of eyes and hands. And with this movie in particular, uh, at the time the Wachowskis um, were a fan of author and activist Susie Bright, and they sent her a copy of the script and a letter being like, would you be an extra in our movie? Would you be involved in our movie somehow? And she loved it and came in and she, one thing she said, though, was like, there's not a lot of description in these sex scenes. Could I be a consultant? And so they straight up just had like a lesbian consultant come in and talk about like, how lesbians actually interact with each other, lesbian culture, lesbian sex. And part of the big thing was that the idea of the hand as a sex organ. Oh, Um, that's interesting because that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And with all of the, particularly with um, women having sex with other women in this context. um, And, but that also explains a lot of like a lot of early shots. I know we haven't gotten into the plot yet, um, but there are lots of shots of like hands and like stuff in that I, I've said hands about forty times. 
Should we get into the plot of this phenomenal lesbian heist movie? Absolutely, yes, we should. Okay, so Gina Gershon. Meow. I mean, this is her hair. Her Her haircut. Like, they they really butched her up for this movie, and it was working for me. It was working for me, bro. Dude, Um, I I think I, I, I will say Mm -hmm. things about myself came out yeah. during this movie and i'm still the i'm still the cherished straight of our friend group yeah. but like wowie zowie yeah no this movie is hot this movie is hot like whoever I you want, are you watch this movie you're like am i a lesbian i want gina gershon and i want to be jennifer tilly right oh my god frankly both i yeah 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 listen to me yeah 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 um but i interrupted you sorry continue with your no but yeah um um, okay so gina gershon plays corky uh corky is just out of prison she's been there for five years um for what she refers to as the redistribution of wealth and she uh gets a temporary job as kind of a maintenance person at this fancy apartment complex and uh she's in the elevator one day and in walks joe pantaliano and Jennifer Tilly. And she and Jennifer Tilly have a stare down that is like, okay, gay, gay. It is hot. It is. This movie is so hot. This is a sexy movie. It was, this um, was, I think you've talked about this before. It's a sex scene without any sex. Them yes. totally just eye banging each other in the elevator. From mm-hmm. minute one, you're like, whoa, this is a sexy movie. This Strap sexy in. Movie. Truly. And she is. Um, Jenny Gershon's working on retooling the apartment next door to theirs, uh, next door to their apartment, and she finds out the walls are very thin, so she can hear whatever's going on. So, like, she hears them having sex, she hears them arguing, she hears a bunch of stuff. And um, Jennifer Tilly comes over and offers her some coffee and is like, hey, um, I was wondering if you could uh, uh just if you wouldn't mind waiting a little while before you use kind of the louder power tools, just because I tend to stay up late. And Jennifer Sean's like, oh, okay. And so they kind of are flirty then. And Jennifer Tilly's like, you can drop the coffee cup off whenever. Uh, but, um, <sighs> oof, oof to oof. Oh and then, God. um, Gershon gets a call, um, saying that Jennifer Tilly in the apartment next door needs some help. So Jennifer Tilly's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry to bother you. Uh, my earring fell in the sink. And Gina Gershon is like going under the sink and you see her hands. Oh like my god, that shot pipes. of her under the sink. I was like, <gasps> holy guacamole. I was it's so it is sexy, but it's also gay. It is the gayest thing. Gina Gershon is yeah. doing some plumbing. I go Um <sighs> as I was saying, Gina Gershon gets the earring out. Oh, and Jen Fertilli's character is named Violet. And um, she's like, oh, I love your tattoos. And now this is the part that I get what, what is happening. And I get that it's like a sexy thing. And we're not like, we're not really talking about tattoos, but whatever. Jennifer Tilly is like, I, because Gina Gershon has tattoos. And Jennifer Tilly's like, I have a tattoo. And it's like on her boob. And she tells this whole story about how she got it done upstate. And it took all day. And it really hurt. But she loves the way it feels. And here's the thing. The tattoo that she we see in the film would not have taken that long. 
it's no. pretty small. Also, if you can feel your tattoo, you got to, it, it, it's not supposed to be right. Ra- they did a bad job. You got a bad tattoo. Yeah. Also, what can I, what was it? Because it looked like just a, a filled in black blob on her boob. I think it's supposed to be a violet because her name is Violet. Oh, that would make more sense than a black blob. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if so you feel like if you feel yeah. your tattoo like that, something's wrong. You ain't you're not supposed to feel it like that. It's, no. it's part of your skin. Yeah. Something something happened. Um, is she OK? <laughs> no, I think she I mean, the reality is it's all an excuse for Gina Gershon to feel her boob. Um, I mean, and Gershon's like, yeah. And Gina Gershon's like, you planned this like you dropped that earring down the sink on purpose. And, G- and Jennifer Tilly's like, yeah, so they start hooking up. And then <gasps> Joe Pantoliano walks in and he plays Caesar, who is Jennifer Tilly's boyfriend. And, and he's for those, mob. yeah, for those mm-hmm. who don't, who can't put a face to the name, he's Cypher in the Matrix. Yeah. And I think he may be in the Matrix because he did this with the Wachowskis. Probably. I wonder if they met him on this movie and were like, Joey Pants, you want to hang out? Honestly, uh, he did a great job. He's great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he comes in and he's like, hey, what the fuck is happening? Because he thinks Gina Gershon is a guy. Yeah. But he, for some, like, they they get themselves together quick enough that, like, sh- he doesn't realize they've yeah. been hooking up. Because yeah. he just sees that, like, someone masculine looking is, like, sitting down on the couch with, with Violet. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah. Oh. But- uh, that couldn't possibly happen. Yeah, nothing could girlfriend. ever possibly happen between two women. Yeah. Um, and certainly not my super feminine girlfriend. Um, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I have yeah. a question for you about this part, Allie. Please tell me. Um, Ask it. Ask a question. Because it's going to be a little graphic, but when Gina Gershon went to shake his hand. Yeah. Were you like, that was the Oh, that I was, forgot. I fully the, forgot. That was the hand. I forgot. <laughs> I entirely forgot that. I watched it and I was like, that, but that was the, oh, that was the. Oh. <laughs> I thought about it later when she's washing her hands after paint and she's just staring at her own hand. That's when I remembered that, that but I forgot that she shakes his hand. I was just I like, that. I was like, that was, that was a little gross, but also like, oh, that, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh. Yeah. Whoa, 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 So, um. And Jennifer Tilly sees, uh, like, follows um, Corky out to her car that night. And she's like, I wanted to apologize. And Corky's like, fucking, I don't apologize for wanting to have sex. And Jennifer Tilly's like, I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I didn't do. And then they go have sex. <gasps> and this is a scene Yowza. that is this scene, and it's all one shot, and I found out the reason they did this um, was because they thought it would look, quote, more realistic or look better if it's all, it's not a bunch of weird cuts. And also, the production company that they were working with was known for adding, like, if there was a sex scene, they, it was known for adding, like, extra shots of just boobs and butts. Whether or not they were those of the actors, they were like, no, it needs to be sex. We got to, I, they're Italian. Uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. It's it's the De Laurentiis uh, people. Oh, that's right. Um, it was Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, that checks they out. were like, 
so they were like, let's do it all one shot. So they had this like kind of crane above them and it's all yeah, one and I, shot. I don't remember seeing any butts or boobs in that scene. Not really, no. You see uh, breasts at one point. But I don't um, even remember seeing them. I was but the the part that I focused on the most was that really like lingering shot on Gina Gershon's like middle section. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. This, it's it's a scene where you're like, oh my god, this is a, a, a Is this allowed? Is this, is this allowed? allowed? What the fuck? Is this allowed? I um, was in my kitchen doing dishes, and I, like, had to stop doing dishes and be like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Oh you watch this while doing dishes? I, you know what I did? My my well, sink had become a little cursed because of ye olde depression, but uh, oh, I had to clean it. But what about you? What were you doing Dude, when you watched you this? you see my laundry basket. That is cursed because of ye olde depression. Um, <laughs> what I did, no, what I did, I'd, I'd been working at night, so I came home. I got an, or, uh, an M&M McFlurry. I put on my PJs and I ate an Eminem flurry while I watched this lesbian high spit movie. That sounds um, nice. It was a wonderful evening. Um, but yeah, so they hook up and they start talking more about, you know, their kind of lives. And uh, basically, uh, Jennifer Tilly plays Viola, who is a, she's the girlfriend of Caesar, who's like kind of the, he's like a launderer. He handles the money for the mob. And uh, Gina Gershon is a former thief. And they've been hooking up. And then the next day, Gina Gershon sees this guy go into the Violet's apartment and hears what she's pretty sure is them having sex. And later when she's with Violet, she's like, kind of just sort of, sort of mad at her. But she's like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? And Violet's like, no, I sleep with women. But like what you heard was business. Basically, Violet is like a working girl. Yeah, she's um, a, she's sex working on the side. Yeah. So the man that uh, Violet was uh, with, his name is Shelley, and he was stealing money. He works in the, quote, business with Caesar, and he has been stealing money from the mob, and he has about $2 million, and he asked Violet to run away with him, and she was like, I'm good. Um, but... Uh, but then Violet uh, sees it as an opportunity so, yeah. you know, in between her telling Gina Gershon about what the plan's going to be, we see mm-hmm. this just absolutely brutal <laughs> scene. Just brutal. Very brutal. Of the of... guys in the mob basically beating Shelly and beating him to a pulp, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah. And then my favorite reveal is mm-hmm. Johnny shows up, played by the one and only Christopher Maloney. Dump truck himself is in this movie. Daddy Dump Truck excited. himself graced us Oof. with his presence. Wonderful. He's in this movie. And it he had a great. full head of hair and an ear piercing. It was a lot. Was wow. That, was that did that do something for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. I'm more just happy to see him and stuff. I'm always happy to see him. Christopher so Maloney many... does something to me. I don't really know why or what, but also Jennifer Tilly does something to me too because yeah. I I love yeah. Bride of Chucky with all of my heart. Um, Jennifer Tilly is great, and she's great in this movie, and I, I'm i assuming she's great in the Chucky films, but guess what? She is. I'm not going to watch those. I'm very sorry, but I cannot and I will not watch those. I'm not going to watch... Okay, I feel like you. I had you explain this to me sometime. I explained this Seed of Chucky last time. Yeah, because I don't understand if they, okay, because they're dolls. So 
They can't kill. Do they have a baby? I don't. Yeah. So I don't get it. Right. So the the idea <laughs> is that as long as they're human souls for for Tiffany and Chucky, right? Brad Dorif okay. and Jennifer Tilly. As long as their human souls are in the doll bodies. They're basically trapped in the doll bodies, and the doll bodies become more human. What? So they get, like, organs? Yeah. Ew! What the hell is... I don't like that. This is why I like my Jennifer Tilly in a lesbian heist movie, because I can watch this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I can't watch a doll. That's why I like my Jennifer Tilly organs. as a homicidal maniac, who's also a doll. We're different, and but yeah, but guess what? That's also part of why we're friends. Yeah, a big part of our friendship, especially when we don't live near each other, is just telling each other about the movies we've seen that we know the mm. other person isn't gonna watch. Yeah, it's me explaining a television show that we'll never see, and me it's telling me- Allie about the dumbest horror movie that I've seen mm-hmm. recently. It's me being like, "Okay, so in Justified, Timothy Oliphant is a U.S. marshal," and she's like, "Kill me now." <laughs> It's wait. Okay, wait. There was one time when you were explaining a movie to me and you like said one sentence and I was like, I'm already. No. What was it? I remember what it was. I was Mystic Pizza. I said, okay, so it's three women. And he went, I already don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We might have to watch that for the pod. Anyway, I let's I'm, get back to I the still game. stand by not caring about Mystic Pizza. But. Let's get back to the heist. So they beat okay, the shit out so. of they beat the shit out of Shelly. Mm-hmm. Find out where the money is, and Caesar comes home with the money, and his job is to clean it um, because it's covered in Shelly's blood. Covered in Shelly's blood, he's supposed to clean it, but also clean it in the way in the because he's a launderer, so he has to figure out where in the books Shelly was taking it, and also how to account for it in the books so it's okay. And so Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly come up with this plan. And it's uh, to to steal the money. And I forget exactly what... Oh, the plan is uh, Jennifer Tilly, because the mob guy is coming. Uh, Gino. Yeah, he's coming. Stuff Johnny, Johnny's dad. Johnny's dad, Gino, mm-hmm. is some sort of, I don't know, mob boss visit or something. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they're trying to prepare the apartment. And honestly, their plan is pretty genius. The only thing yeah. that they didn't account for is that they underestimated... Caesar. Caesar. They yeah. totally underestimated uh, him. Yeah, because there's the special bottle of scotch that Gino likes. And so the plan is for Jennifer Tilly, Violet, to quote, drop it. Like she drops it. She's like, oh, no, I dropped it. I have to go to the store. So while she's out, um, while she's leaving, she lets Violet in. Violet comes in, steals the money, and they, she, uh, Violet leaves something heavy to put in the case in place of the money so she has like a stack of newspapers she puts that in the Mm -hmm. briefcase they take the money out Gina Gershon goes next door with the money wraps it in bags hides it in some paint drums so she's waiting on the other side of the wall for Jennifer Tilly to um, figure it out so right and that um, gives Jennifer Tilly an alibi so that if Caesar ever suspects her she's like well I was out getting the scotch the whole time so it obviously wasn't me yeah and as she's coming in she's like oh i'm so sorry i must have missed them i saw because she lies and says that she saw johnny leaving and so puts it in johnny she puts it in caesar's head caesar and johnny already don't get along uh, so she puts it in caesar's head that johnny is setting him up that johnny took the money and is trying to set him up so that he looks bad in front of gino 
Um, so it looks like Caesar is taking the money. And so what um, the plan is, what they think is going to happen is that Caesar's going to freak out and Jennifer Tilly is going to be like, I can't do this, packs her stuff and leaves. And then they had a, she and Jeannie Gershon head out of town with the money. But what happens is that Caesar's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to, this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to be pulled over by Johnny. But then he also makes Jennifer Tilly stay because he says, I don't trust you. You could have let him in. Yes. And yeah. he's honestly, he's not wrong. He's very yeah. shrewd. Mm-hmm. Which I Henry think is a good, it's this. a good foil to this plan, though. Yes. Because, and that's, I think, why this heist is so good and so interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's not just, oh, these two women fell in love and they're screwing over this dumbass guy. Yeah. Like, Caesar's not that bad. To, like, he's not very... Like he's not the greatest. Towards guy. the end, he is terrible. Oh Towards yeah, yeah, the end, yeah. He really Absolutely. is horrible. Yeah, but, but like, but like, uh, in terms of like what we know of him before, he's not cruel to Violet. She just doesn't yeah. love him. Yeah, and they're kind of using each other for convenience. Yeah, and he's like, not she terrible. She needs a nice place to. Yeah, yeah. She he's needs not a nice terrible. place to live. He needs like a hot trophy wife. Right. He's um, not terrible, but also like he works for the mob, and that comes with some pretty terrible stuff. And mm. you know. I think his turn from being just like some schmuck to like a truly sadistic asshole. Yeah. It's done so well because you just see him unravel and unravel and unravel and unravel. And then as soon as he finds out the jig is up basically and he finds out that Violet and Corky were trying to steal it from him, then he completely goes out of like oh my god i agree like part of why i love this movie is like how genuinely scared caesar seems like he goes crazy is that unraveling and watch and these two women trying to figure out how to handle that unraveling and like violet's smart and her her trying to like navigate that and make sure it's good but also try to keep in communication with corky because corky doesn't know half of what's going on because she's just on the other side Mm -hmm. and part of it is also like corky and Violet trusting each other that they're not going to leave each other. Like, Corky could just leave with the money, but she doesn't. She stays. And Violet could set Corky up, but she doesn't. She stays. And um, that's really lovely. Yeah, Um, I agreed. And also, I think something that the Wachowskis do really well is Mm -hmm. that they, at least I, was really held in suspense. Like, when is Violet going to be able to leave? Yeah, I've seen this movie before, and I realized, like, I think I forgot how it goes. I'm, you're in suspense. You're like, how is she going to get out? Because she can't. Most of the movie is set in Violet and Caesar's apartment, and it does a great job of making you feel kind of claustrophobic. There's so many interesting, like, shots in this movie. This movie is shot well. It's filmed beautifully. It's, it's, to sound pretentious or whatever, but it's, dynamic it's interesting this movie had a budget of like six million dollars that's not a lot to make a movie that looks this good yeah they really pulled it out and um just some more like plot stuff here because basically Mm -hmm. what happens is they start doing their plan everything Uh starts working um but what they don't think is going to happen and this is where shit hits the fan for them is that caesar thinks that johnny stole the money Uh and so then caesar ends up killing johnny and Mm -hmm. gino and mm-hmm. the other mob guy that's with them. So he kills all three of them mm-hmm. in front of Violet. So then yeah. he has he has this dilemma. He's got to dispose of the bodies. The cops yeah. show up and he mm-hmm. successfully 
gets them off the scent because he just like cleans everything up as best he can, turns the TV on really loud and pretends that he's hard of hearing and the cops buy it. Yeah. Which is um, honestly, that was amazing. Like just like he put a rug over everything and moved the furniture and the yeah. the cops were like, oh, can I use your bathroom? And the, he pees and then he leaves and yeah. they're none the wiser. And that's also the greatest because all the bodies are hidden in the shower. Yeah. And so you're like, is the cop going to see the bodies? They don't. He, he doesn't. No, because um, he has no reason to be suspicious. Yeah. And then, so he uh, gets out and then um, Caesar's like, we're going to Johnny's house to see where he hid the money because he still believes that Johnny took the money. So he goes to Johnny's house. He's torn up the entire house. Violet is with him. He's like, Violet, you need to come with me because A, he doesn't, he's not sure if he trusts her. And he's getting more and more violent with her as the movie goes on yeah because he's losing his mind and he's torn up johnny's house it's not there and she's like caesar we gotta just go we should just leave we should just get out of town because they're gonna realize that um gino's not on his plane back and they're gonna start asking questions and so what caesar does is he calls mickey and mickey is another mob guy mickey's the one that got shelly to confess and by got shelly to confess is tortured him Bro- broke um, all of his fingers basically cut his fingers off oh he cut them off i thought he was gardening his shears yeah no oh. he it's those are gardening shears he's he's holding them his finger he's like i'm gonna ask you 10 questions that would make more sense because yeah. i thought it was like a, a nutcracker and he was no, breaking a, his little fingies and then when caesar brought out the shears later on to try to torture violet i was like oh that's new nope yeah, okay no, it's, he's copying um He's copying what Mickey, Mickey did. So Which is also, uh, did you think that Mickey was like kind of like a sweet old man? Well, yeah, a little bit. Well, he's supposed to be. He's like scary, but he's like kind of sweet and he's sweet to um, Violet. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, Violet knows mm-hmm. Caesar and Violet are trying to figure out what to do. Violet's trying to figure out how to leave Caesar in the dust. Caesar won't let her leave. Yeah. They go back to yeah. his apartment and then oh, he but says, he calls Mickey and he says, oh, they never showed up. Yeah, which is honestly like kind of genius. Very smart because then he's like, it buys us more time because they're out looking for um, them mm-hmm. and they won't come back to our place for a while. So we still have time to like find the money or come up with a different plan. Right. So he's so, going to get rid yeah. of the bodies and she's going to pack mm-hmm. all their stuff. But she gets made because she's on the phone calling Corky and he sees her on the phone and he goes, who are you talking to? And that's when everything gets blown up. So he ends up. Because he calls the phone and because the walls are so thin, he hears the phone ringing in the other room and then he finds her. And then that's when shit happens. And this is when he's at his probably most horrible because he's super violent with them. And he's also the most homophobic. Um, awful truly just awful like of all the things he said like one of the things he said where i was like fuck you dude he was like he said something that like that gay people gross him out and i was like okay yeah he goes i he goes i quote i can't trust you queers because they're always up to something yeah oh the sneaky gays with their gay agenda and he also says what did you do to her like as if yeah like uh, you turn like yeah you turn someone gay it's not it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like um, And also, uh, like, she didn't do anything. Maybe she just doesn't love you. And maybe yeah. you are too focused on other things. And if you hadn't been too focused on other things, you would realize that your partner's not in love with you. Yeah. And it's also implied that Violet isn't really interested in men almost at all. Like, yeah. It's more just like, um, and if you, like, pay attention, the way Violet talks to men 
throughout the movie, um, like Jennifer Tilly's like, oh no, I made my voice even higher. Anytime Violet's talking to a man, she's even more kind of like, oh, I don't even know. She really what turns up the ditz factor. Ditz it, but also like almost childlike, like, oh, I'm, thank you so much for helping me. But when she's with um, Corky, it's a little bit, you could tell she's in her more natural rested voice, like resting voice, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, resting voice? Is that the right? I don't know, Turn? but let's go with it. Let's run with uh, it. Resting voice? Resting bitch face? Resting, <laughs> resting... I think uh, resting voice sounds fine. Resting, resting, one, two, three. Um, if, any, anyway. if any of our listeners know the proper term for that, <laughs> hit Natural us up. Natural voice? I don't... Relaxed voice. Relaxed oh, is the word I was that's what you're trying of. to say. Okay. Oh, my God. Relax. Don't do it. Dun, 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 do it. Nobody knows We're... the rest of the words to that song. No one knows. No one knows. Everyone acts like they know they don't know, and that's okay. We all know that we're just going to turn left and do Blue Steel to that song. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Anyway, we're back in the movie. So um, what happens is uh, Caesar ties um, both of them up and is beating them up, and and, um, Violet's like, Corky, you don't have to tell him anything because... He needs the money. You can't, he's not going to kill you because he needs the money. And he's like, shut up. You don't know anything. So he's um, tying them up. He's going to start cutting off fingers. Um, Ugh. Ugh. I and, hate, I hate yeah. body horror with fingers and teeth. Oh, that no, shit no, 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 freaks no. me out. It was, <laughs> it was, oh yeah, no, it was a no, no, no for Tanzel over here. But Same. it's like, it's a lot of threat. And so he threatens to like start cutting off Violet's fingers for every time Gina Gershon doesn't answer a question of his. So Gina Gershon's like, oh, they're in the paint drums next door. The money's in the paint drums next door. And he goes, like, he makes like he's going to shoot her. And she goes, you can't kill me because I could be lying. And he's like, (sighs) and he's going to start really hitting them more. And then the door, the phone rings because Mickey is there. Mickey's at the door. Yeah. So he throws Gina Gershon in the closet and he takes Violet. He brings Violet into the bathroom and he's like, okay, you could either die or you could help me and then we could see where something goes. Do you want to stay alive? And she's like, okay. So he pretends um, he pretends oh, she, he pretends that they were taking a shower together because he was yes, stressed Yes, that's out. what it is. So I he, forgot. He basically like gets his hair wet and comes out wearing a towel mm-hmm. and that kind of throws the guys off the scent. Um, and they're talking about it, talking blah, 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 blah. And mm. then Mickey's like, okay, well, give me the money. Like, give me the money. Yeah. I'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment where you're like, uh-oh, oh, what's going to happen? And you can tell, like, uh-oh. Joey Pants is freaked out. <sighs> and um, then the phone rings, and it's yeah. Violet from the bathroom. Because she has Johnny's cell phone. She finds Johnny's cell phone out of his pocket. Johnny's body is in the shower mm-hmm. with all the other bodies. And she is like, pretend it's Gino. If you want to get... she She's very smart. She's like, pretend you're talking to Gino. And so she makes up the story that Johnny and Gino were in a car accident on the way from the airport. And so um, they have to go get whatever. And so what happens is that Mickey and them all believe and they're going to head over to the hospital to go get the mob boss and his son. And uh, she kind of like saved Caesar's ass. Oh, big time. But also her. Yeah. And they also mentioned Mickey mentions too, that they contacted highway patrol and there was no accident. And they were like, ah, fuck this highway patrol is dumb. 
Yep. <laughs> Which I thought was and, a nice touch. Oh, yeah, it's great. And then as they're leaving, Violet calls Mickey and is like, oh, God, I didn't want to do it, but he made me and like set Caesar up to look like, oh, Caesar took the money. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was really brilliant because it totally sets Caesar up as the mastermind of this whole thing. And because mm-hmm. Mickey is already so endeared to her, you know he's going to believe her. Yeah, he's already like talked about how great she is. He checks on her earlier in a scene where it's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we have to like torture this guy in front of you. Why don't you go? Like, are you okay? Do you need to go out somewhere? Do you need anything?" Um, he spends the whole scene talking, like where Caesar's like, "Oh, uh, Violet was helping me relax." Uh, he's like, "Hey, if Violet was helping me relax, I would, I would take the phone off the hook too." Like, he's very, he likes her a lot. So they're she's likable. The- She's likable. They're in the uh, room next door with the paint drums and Violet has a gun and uh, she is pointing it at Caesar and Caesar's like, you think you know me, but I know you too and you're not going to kill me. And she's like, you don't know shit. Yeah. And then she kills him. She kills the shit out of him. She and it was so gratifying. I hate it when men in movies are like, you're this, so you're not going to do this. It's like, no. Rude. That's rude. It's disrespectful and rude. And that's also part of why this movie is fun is because you see this like kind of jerk dude and get told off. And so yeah, it's and by getting it's told off, it's, he's murdered. Straight up murdered. He's murdered. Yes, women can be murderers too. <laughs> That's the rules of feminism, okay? <laughs> you know what? I think you know what's you know what's frustrating? Just as a queer woman, people think that we can't be murderers or run a heist. Wow. We can. That must be really hard for you, babe. I'm so it's sorry. It's hard. People say, hey, I don't think you could pull off a heist or murder a mob boss. I can't. What a stigma. We got to This is the stigma that we as feminists need to fight against. Yes. Ladies. But it, honestly, uh, it is. Honestly, though, it is. In all it seriousness, is, it, it is. is really great that, like, this movie is, like, I, apparently Dino De Laurentiis was like, I'll make this movie if you change Quirky to a man character. And the Wachowskis no. are like, no, that movie has been made a million times. That's also not what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, I'm um, glad they stuck with it because honestly, yes. this is such a good movie. This movie is so good. Oh, anyway, sorry. The way they get off, uh, they it's implied that like Caesar's, but it's implied uh, that uh, she told them that Caesar like tried to leave with the money, like ran off with the money um, and she couldn't find him. So Caesar's dead. She and Quirky have the money. Mickey kind of offers to like take care of Violet. And she's like, no, I got to get out. Thanks, though. And uh, and then she and Corky, like, drive off. And, and Corky buys, like, a pretty nice red truck. And they're like, mm-hmm. new wheels. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And uh, this movie is great. I Ugh. love this movie. I it's really, so, really liked this movie. It's so fun to watch. It's exciting. It's suspenseful. It looks good. It's steamy. Ooh. It is a steamy Woo! movie. Melanie. Melanie, would you recommend this movie? Yeah. uh, Safe to say we would. Yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely I would. This is such a good movie. And uh, if you want to feel things, watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. uh, Is this movie romantic? I think 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 so. so. I think the whole element of trust that they had was really romantic. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's nice. And I also um, it, think the love at first sight was really romantic, too. It is kind of romantic of, like, oh, we're both in an elevator, and then we saw each other. But those, th- that's a trope we were in movies. plan a heist. But, like, let me know what you think. But, like, love at first sight is a trope, especially in romance movies, that either works really, really well or really, really poorly. And I think yeah. this is an example of it being done to perfection. I think I would agree. I would agree with that. Is this movie sexy? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. This movie is so um, sexy. Uh, I, excuse me. I think it was. I think, um, I think this movie was a little more sexy. Uh, but no, it's for yeah, real. This movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, if I, I mean, truly, I feel gay in this Chili's tonight watching this movie. I already felt gay in this Chili's tonight, but I was feeling. Gay I feel in this gay in this tonight. Chili's tonight, and I'm not gay or in a Chili's. I know this. That that's the power of this movie. Truly. Oh yeah, yeah. Should we do fuck Mary Kill? Yeah. Oh fuck okay. all of them. But I mean, probably. Yeah. Um. Okay. <sighs> so we got. Uh, Corky. Yeah. Jennifer Sean, yeah. Violet Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And then you know what I'm gonna throw in there, little Caesar, Joe Pantoliano, little Caesar, the Pizza King. Um, pizza King. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Why is that so funny? <laughs> I think just because, like, I think it's picturing Joe Pantoliano being like, "I got some fucking pizza." <laughs> <laughs> That is not his voice at all. I did not do that right. It's okay. Um, He's got a really distinctive voice, but okay. So we've got Corky, Violet, Caesar. Okay. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we're killing Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That's funny. We should totally just stab Caesar. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then, okay, this is hard. This is going to be hard for me. Um, There's no real wrong answer either way with this, frankly. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I would. Fuck Jennifer Tilly and I would marry Gina Gershon. I think that's the same for me. I think same for yeah. me, actually. Probably, that that yeah. feels that same. feels right. Although maybe I'd marry Jennifer Tilly. I think she's very crafty. Yeah. She's very crafty. I would fuck Gina Gershon and I'd marry Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, I think I would opposite. Yeah. I think Gina Gershon yeah. and I would have a really handy life together. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gina Gershon is so good in this movie. We didn't talk about her a lot, but like she is so good in this movie. Truly, I this this movie is genuinely one of the best movies I've ever seen. Thank you. Isn't it so good? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, it is so good. Uh, I think it might be. I think it's my favorite Wachowski movie. Honestly, yeah, I mean, me The Matrix too. is great. I love Keanu. Don't get me wrong. We, this is a Keanu, Keanu positive pod, but I, I will I say Keanu I like so much. I like this more than The Matrix. I, I would rather watch this than The Matrix, to, to be honest. Yeah. And the Matrix is... You know what's the, funny is yeah. I was watching this and the whole time I was like, oh, yeah, these are... They're women. Like, yeah. the Wachowskis are women. They, These are gay women. <laughs> like, These are gay women. Yeah, I know they've said yeah. that the Matrix is an al- is like uh, an allegory or a metaphor for like them. Yeah, there's being a, trans. There's, um, yeah, Matrix is a trans allegory. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I personally don't understand it, but guess what? I don't have to because it's not my story. Um, mm-hmm. 
Is it a great movie? Yeah. Do I like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I care whether the Wachowskis are men or women? Not really. Um, mm-hmm. Because does it affect me? No. Uh, mm-hmm. But that being said, this Bound, they're women. Like, these these are women. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck Did all the turfs. I... that'll Fuck all the turfs. Like, these are women. I, frankly, you had me in hell no would like to say officially and forever and i believe we've said it before frankly fuck turfs fuck turfs and fuck turfs yeah absolutely like you're not a feminist if you're trans exclusionary and that's a fact yeah you're not a feminist eat shit turfs um i love this movie i love this movie and i'm so glad that you enjoyed it me too Um, this was so good not that i don't trust you because i do trust your taste but Honestly, I think the reason that I hate it out of sight is because I hate George Clooney. I hate that motherfucker. You hate George Clooney, and that's... We all feel different things. (laughs) But I had a feeling that you would appreciate this. This movie is a little more in your wheelhouse, because A, Jennifer Tilly. I know I got you with Jennifer Tilly. And also, it's it's like a neo-noir. It's got... This cast fucking slaps. Yeah. It looks so I keep saying how good it looks, but it really is shot so it like there's shot after shot where you're like, okay, work, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know Hello? when I was first Hello? watching it, like uh, before things really picked up in, in the film, I got the sense I was like, oh, Jennifer Tilly's clearly the femme fatale. She's like the Isabella mm-hmm. Rossellini in blue velvet of this movie. Yes. It's a neo-noir. But yeah, and it is a neo-noir, but also what I like is that Jennifer Tilly has agency. She's not like Isabella Rossellini in Blue Velvet. She has so much of her own power, and she knows what she's working with, and she actually makes things happen. And I really, really liked that. She's the one orchestrating almost all of this. Absolutely. She's definitely the puppet master. And I think, listen, I love a good femme fatale, but I do think that that role, even though they're, you know there for a certain purpose and they do have some agency femme fatales mm-hmm. also usually lack a lot of agency they're just they're just there for you know the hard-boiled detective to you know fall for and then get betrayed by they don't really do yeah. much else a lot of like the femme fatale it's it has been argued as sort of a response to because a lot of those noir films came out around uh and sort of the mid nineteen mid to late nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. So this is post World War Two, and during World War Two, um, women in America this is, had to take over a lot of jobs men were doing. So they're yeah because the over, men were at war because the men were at war, and so women are having a little more agency. Women are having a little more responsibility. Women are taking charge. Women are um, doing things, and it was kind of a response to that this fear of this woman who is pulling the strings so in a lot of noir there's a woman who has some sort of agency who's wearing the pants as it were and uh she like convinces a man she betrays a man in some way and then she has to be killed and it's sort of a a response not sort of it is a response it's we're scared it's similar to how in the 80s how there was like a million comedies or sometimes horror movies about like um oh no the women are at work what are we supposed to do like yeah. sometimes it's comedies of like a man taking care of a child, um, but other times it's like. Did we you just about find a way to talk about three men and a baby again, <laughs> If you're wondering if I've cried to that movie more than once, I have. <laughs> 
God. I, I really, okay, we got to figure out how many times have we talked about Wayne's World what? and Three Men and a Baby? Because I feel like it's a lot. Wayne's World more. Uh, no, I think Three Men and a Baby, it's only been maybe about twice, two or three times. Wayne's World, it's almost every episode. And then a close second is Black Swan. <laughs> yeah. 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 That checks out. And, and yeah. now all three in one episode. Boom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this, uh, but, but basically what I was trying to say is it's, yeah, it's, it, it, I like that too, is it's, it's less, whereas in another movie, uh, the Jennifer Tilly character would probably die, would probably be murdered in some way. Or and she it, would it, be double crossing Gina Gershon and using exactly. that sexuality against her. When really, exactly. like, the sexuality that they both have and the fact that they are in love with each other is something that mm-hmm. gives them strength and purpose throughout the film. And it's an Correct. asset rather than a liability. Beautifully said. This is thank one. you. Yes, it isn't. This isn't a um, queer people are bad movie. No, or and gay I really people are shifty I, or gay women are shifty. It's yeah, it's Oof. a lovely thing. It's just great. I love this movie. Um, Me too. And honestly, it's really refreshing to see a movie where someone being gay isn't the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> like. Or, or like please it, a death sentence or a death sentence. Yeah, can we please some, stop with those and can we please have more films mm-hmm. about queer people where this aspect of their life empowers them? Because being yeah. being queer isn't a liability to who you are. And I'm so sick of seeing that. I, it's so frustrating because that's it's just not the point. It's so not the point. Yeah. How do you think... I feel anything. I feel no. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I, I I'm, an, I'm that a hashtag too. ally. <laughs> Mel's an ally. I'm the. Uh, I'm her queer friend. Guys, Mel, I'm her queer friend. Listen, Mel's an ally. No, but really though, thank you. I I agree, <laughs> and it's nice to see it where it's not like oh, this person being gay is like a sign that something terrible, terrible will happen to them in this movie. Yeah, um, it's great. I this movie is wonderful. Honestly, this uh, movie gets an A plus plus from me. Go watch it. Go stop yeah. what you're doing. Well, maybe you might need to watch it in private, but stop what you're doing <laughs> and watch this movie. Like yeah. snuggle up, mm-hmm. either like get with a, your person or by yourself. Yeah. Whatever you need to get do. Get a McFlurry. Get a McFlurry. Absolutely, that's honestly <laughs> a great way to watch it. I was doing yeah. dishes when I watched this, so and that was the wrong move, folks. It was mm-hmm. the wrong move. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, get, I was. I was. Get a McFlurry, not sponsored by McDonald's, but yeah. get a McFlurry was, and watch this. I was getting a McFlurry feeling gay as hell. It was the best. <laughs> um, just just the first like 20 minutes of this movie, I felt like it was just me in my apartment yelling, gay, this is so gay, lesbians, lesbians, it is about lesbians, it's the best. Lesbians! Um, God, this movie smacked my ass like a drum. This movie smacked my ass like a drum. <laughs> Oh, you know what we haven't done forever, but I don't think this movie needs it, though? Paul Giamatify? Yeah, he doesn't... I, As much as I love Giamatify... Uh, I, I just call him Giamatify now. <laughs> as much as I love Giamats... <laughs> the acclaimed actor, Paul Giamatify. Golden Globe winner, Paul Giamatify. Um, I, I, he didn't need to be in this movie. Yeah, I don't think so. I think maybe if he was anyone... I don't anyone, think he would want to be. I think he could be Mickey. I was thinking that too. But I don't think that would make much of a difference. I don't think he, obviously he's a great actor. I don't think, I don't really think we need him in this. No, he can be in the next lesbian heist movie. That would be great. I I think this movie's great. 
A plus. We've said it a million times. Loved a it. plus. Ooh. Yowza. This movie, it really, it was Ooh. great. I feel gay in this trilogy tonight. Oh. Amen, sister. Side, side note, something I noticed that I thought was like kind of funny, not funny, but I guess interesting, because there's so much gay at the beginning. It, it is gay throughout the movie. The whole movie is gay. But it really, the movie begins and really sets it up being like, no, this is lesbians. This is for the lesbians and gay. Um, here's the sex scene between the two women. This is about being a woman who loves women. And then at a certain point, I, dude, okay, did you feel like Joe Pantoliano was getting naked all the time in this movie? Uh, yeah, more, way more than the women. We see, right? We see his body way more than we see their bodies. I feel like I saw so much of him. Yeah, he went after. Which is weird because after Johnny kills Shelley, he's like in there taking off his clothes. Yeah. To clean off all the blood. Yeah, and then uh, when shit hits the fan, uh, when Mickey comes to the apartment, he is in his boxers in a towel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's constantly just, taking I, off his clothes. I, I like. There's a very explicit scene. Like women are, and here's the thing: women are always getting naked in movies. Women are used a lot of times just as like set dressing in movies. Um, that's another discussion for another time. But um, because I don't feel that that's what happened with this movie, but um, I just thought it—it it was just something where it's like, after we watched the whole beginning of this movie, all of a sudden it was like, I feel like this man is getting naked a lot. I feel like I've seen so much of Joe Pantoliano at this point. Yeah, just him in a wig with his ass out. I'm like, okay, I guess this is good for you. He looks fine. It's just—it was more just like. There's, there's, this is a lot of half naked Joe Pantoliano for this lesbian heist movie, is what I have to say. Yeah. And yeah. it's just interesting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for or against it. I mean, it was just something I noticed. Um, yeah. Wow. This, this movie is, this movie is so freaking good. This movie is so good. And it is, I will say, like, this is one of my favorites. Like, when I found out about it, I was, I loved it. But and it is like one of my favorite things to be like, oh, you know the people that made the Matrix. You know what they made before they made the Matrix, a lesbian heist movie. Like it's the best, like reveal in, I think, cinema history. Oh, of, and this for like, sure. Like, I will be this, using this to yeah. anger film bros that I talk to yeah. on dating apps for oh, sure. Isn't it great. What's your favorite Wachowski movie? Well, if they don't say bound, then I'm going to know they're full of shit. Uh, yeah, they're like the Matrix 2. Ew, that's <laughs> the worst one. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen the Matrix 2. Don't. I know it's called, the. Ma- is it the Matrix Returns? I don't know. I Revolutions? Saw, I saw all three of them. and I, I only uh, saw the first one. I, I really didn't care me. for the second, the second and the third, but that's also Although, just my taste. Have you seen the trailer for the new one? No, but I heard that it's pretty good. That trailer slapped my ass like a... I'm sorry I keep saying smack my ass like a drone. Why are it's you just, sorry? It's fun to say. I mean, Cupcake really is a poet of our generation, the one we need, frankly. I love all of the mashups with Cupcake. My favorite I never one, get tired of my it. My favorite one right now is the uh, the new Adele song. Yes! Me too! I sing it all the me time. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in. just like, smack my ass just like a drum. Like a drum. All the time. On repeat. Yeah, I was still a bitch. <laughs> yeah, 
all the time in my apartment. It's just me singing that. I prefer it. I can't listen to, like, Berries and Cream is a no thank you for me. And the Oh No, Our Table is Broken just makes me sad, to be honest. Because I think that, like, you can hear the real pain and uh, terror in the child's voice when he says that their table is broken. Oh. So it just makes me sad. Oh. But you know what doesn't make me sad? Smack Someone my ass very, like a drum. Yeah, very confidently telling you what she needs from you. Yeah. And what she needs is smack her ass like a drum. I love it. Ugh. Um. So Chef's this has been you had me at hell no. <laughs> yeah, this honestly, what an episode to have Tiffer and his child join us on for the first part. This movie, this movie I'm so glad that with- little baby Mark didn't have to hear us talk about that. Um, Truly, it is kind of great, though, that this movie starts with the baby, like, cooing into a microphone, and then the end of it is just us being like, smack my ass like a drum. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But listen, we are so excited to have Tiffer back. Um, Oh, I missed him. Truly so happy that he needed to take the the time that he needed and that he did and Mm -hmm. that everything's good. So Tiffer's back, y'all. Tiffer's back. And King is back. What? King is back. Oh, I thought you said Shady's back. I was like, all right, we'll go Eminem. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and we, again, love interacting with y'all. We love hearing what you have to say. So if you have seen this movie or if you want to talk about more lesbian heist movies or ways to make mm-hmm. film bros cry, hit mm-hmm. us up on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at hellnocast. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at hellnocast at gmail.com or check out our website, which is hellnocast.com. We have information about us on there. Our bios are still under construction, but we're working to make the website a little prettier for all y'all. But thank you so much for listening. uh, And thank you for returning to the chaos. Or if this was your first time entering the chaos, welcome. We're happy to have you. Always happy to have you. This has been You Had Me at Hell No. I have been Allie. And I have been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille.